Where the travel agents coming to you with tips, tricks, interviews, and voyages by cruise. The travel agents bringing you the latest travel news. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. And we're your hosts for the Travel Agents Podcast. Will, what a fun season two this has been. It's been a lot of fun, man. Yeah, a lot of cool things going on. It is more than just our moms listening. <laughs> I think we're both a little shocked. Yeah, well, we're, we're seeing some numbers. Yeah, it's not just we're, numbers. It's you know, I used to think it was like kind of a cliche when yeah. YouTubers or like famous like yeah. uh, internet personalities would be like, "Hey, like and comment." It yeah. means so much to yeah. me and all that stuff. Yeah. And like, it, it means so much to the algorithm. But <laughs> as someone who's just, you know. Yeah. Creating stuff online, it, sure. it's incredible to have people comment on our stuff because it makes them more real. And like you said, it's not just our moms listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, I think uh, maybe the coolest thing is having a, a podcast where we talk about places all over the world yeah. is that we can see on this map through the podcast hosting site where our listeners are listening from. Yeah, And so we made a reference about some German listeners. They mm-hmm. still haven't reached out yet. That's okay. Maybe they will. <laughs> But we got a shout out from a listener uh, in Cuba. Yes, yes. Shout out to Tiffany. I uh, really appreciate you uh, reaching out to us on Instagram. And I had a really great conversation with her. Um, You know, she's uh, her and her family are trying to start a touring business, a tour operating business in Cuba. Yes. And uh, I think, you know, she's going to be really successful in doing that. So we had this stint in 2015 when we as U.S. citizens could travel to Cuba for like 13 different reasons. There were 13 ways to get visas. And now it's like back to zero. (laughs) (laughs) So all the tour operators I talk to are just giving me a flat out no. At this time, you as a U.S. citizen cannot travel to Cuba. It'll change again. It'll change. Uh, So Tiffany, hang in there. Uh, We're just so happy that you're listening. Yes, yes. So, and I can't wait to do an episode on Cuba. I've never been. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. very interested in it. And I am I like cigars and um, <laughs> El Caminos. No, what are those? Not El Camino. What's the the like the super cool cars? The like old style. Oh, like Bel Air's? Old cars in uh, Cuba. Cuba. Bel Air, like what's that? Yeah, like a uh, Chevy Bel Air. Like the classic cars. That um, vintage cars, yeah. Okay, to be honest, I don't, I've never heard of that. But that sounds like... Are you pretty confident that's what it is? Uh, like uh, 50-40, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, something really exciting to talk about is we have a website. So uh, if you want to check it out, uh, you can leave us a message on there. Uh, it'll directly come to us and we'll be able to see any messages. Uh, so you don't have to just you know copy-paste the email address. You can check out our website and uh, see the blogs, um, see the podcast there. And we got some really exciting plans for the website as a whole. But with all that said, I think we're ready to talk about our topic for the day, and it's Boston, Massachusetts. Now, can you? We have a local here uh, in our studio today. Um, it's really great when you have a local who can kind of help you see. Uh, so, uh, Will, please welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you've listened to our Seattle podcast, you've probably heard that I had the opportunity to travel the United States for the last year. And one of the locations that I got a chance to travel to was Boston. I got the opportunity to live there for about six months. So I got a chance to really see. You were the Boston city. pro. 
Dude, I love this city. It's one of my yeah. favorite cities that I've ever been to. I have a lot of really great things to say. <laughs> you um, were you were faithful to be the tour guide of the same touristy places multiple <laughs> times when people would come visit you, and you had a great attitude. I, I love it. I mean, it's an incredible city. It's so fun. So let's jump into it. Let's talk about why it's so great. Here's three words to help you. Here's our defining words. The first word that comes to mind is that it's incredibly youthful. And it's probably wondering, like, what do you mean by youthful? Well, yeah. in fact... It's like our oldest city. Right? <laughs> I know. It's our <laughs> oldest city. Oh, my gosh. It used to be like the capital. Or, no, that's Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Um, <clears throat> go, to, go to episode one. Yeah. <laughs> it's youthful because it's actually... Uh, the, one of the largest per capita uh, areas for universities. So there's something like 80 universities, maybe even 100 universities in proper Boston. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in fact, the population of Boston, one third of the population is made up of 18 to 22 year olds. So you're seeing a lot of young kids there. Wow. So with that, there's just this youthful energy and a lot of vibrancy. Um, and they've made uh, the 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 transport system extremely easy to use and yeah. very helpful. And with that, I mean, it's just, it's so cool. You're getting a lot of uh, innovation, a lot of really cool restaurants, a lot of really cool uh, trending stuff as a whole going on sure. in the city. It's a really cool. Awesome. Number two, the freedom trail. Heck yeah. I love this. When I came to visit you, I wanted to do it. I knew all about you just follow these red bricks. It's like red bricks on the road and the sidewalk that mm-hmm. looks different than the rest of the pavement. And you just walk it. And as you walk it, you come across our nation's like founding historical landmarks. It's like a historical scavenger hunt. And it's so fun. It basically spans the entire old city and you get an opportunity to see some really huge historical artifacts. We're talking uh, Bunker Hill, uh, Faneuil Hall, Boston Tea Party Museum, and so many more things. And we're going to jump into that really quickly. But um, before we do so, I want to leave with our last defining word, and that's actually clean. Uh, This city is probably one of the cleanest cities that I've ever been to. Um, I remember walking through uh, the seaport area and just thinking like, Holy crap, this is like really nice. It reminds me almost like of a a Nordic uh, country, the way everything is so clean. (laughs) Do you you know what that's? I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, It's a really good question. I hope it's still as clean um, when we went. I've heard from a few people that since I left that the city has gone down a little bit. um, But I think that kind of just goes in like uh, everything with like COVID and more so like COVID related well, as if, opposed to like city governance. If you're listening and you know, or have a theory of why Boston is so clean, please send us an email. Yes, please do. Please do. So let's talk about our highs and the lows. Sometimes things are good. Sometimes they're bad too. It's highs, lows, highs, lows coming to you. I mentioned it before, but the Freedom Trail is one of my biggest highs. And the reason being is because I'm a huge lover of history, but I'm also really thankful and proud to be an American. And I think when you go through the Freedom Trail, you get an opportunity to really learn a lot more about our history as an American and why the revolution and the pre-revolutionary times were so crucial and so important. It really makes things come to life. Um, What's so cool about the Freedom Trail is it's so it's so easy 
uh, to do, and it's so easy to navigate. I mean, it's quite literally just a red line that you right. fall throughout the uh, the city. I feel like you always know where you're at when you see it. Like, okay, I know yeah, where I'm at. Yeah. I'm safe. <laughs> yeah, you're like, holy crap, where am I? I'm yeah. lost. Oh, wait, the Freedom Trail is, is right there. So yeah. I can just follow that, and I can get to the next area. And the Freedom Trail almost offers uh, – in a, in a way, like a tour guide of the city. Like sure. if you if you follow it, you're gonna be well pressed to see all the cool parts of the city. And uh, my favorite thing to do is actually take um, the public transport and go all the way up to Bunker Hill. Okay, where uh, it's sort of the one end of the Freedom Trail. The two ends of the Freedom Trail is Bunker Hill, and the other side is Boston Commons and Beacon Hill. So Bunker Hill, Beacon Hill, mm-hmm. and the whole trail is about two point five miles total. Yes, it's it, it it it's it's not long, uh, yeah. but it also isn't short. And what right. I mean by that, it's kind of windy. Yeah. Um, and by the end of it, because you're seeing so many things, you're doing so much. It it'll take you all day to do, and you're gonna have a good time. You'll you'll be exhausted by the end of it. It's a long two point five. I such, I promise you, such a cool thing. Yeah, for absolutely. A city to have. I, yeah. I wish our city had it. Yeah, dude. Right. So what's on the Freedom Trail? What are some of the huge historical landmarks on the Freedom Trail? Well, uh, I mentioned it before, Bunker Hill, this is one of the most important battles of the Revolutionary War. Uh, could have been a turning point, um, but Bunker Hill uh, was an American loss, but we actually killed the most officers, or it was the biggest loss of British officers mm-hmm. in their history at the time in the British Empire, something wow. like that. Um, so it was this huge, like, sort of triumphant uh thing even though we lost it was kind of like hey the americans can hold their own and it's situated um on a hill obviously bunker hill uh in the old uh charleston area and you'll actually be able to see the city as a whole pretty well from there and from bunker hill you're going to go down to uh, the uss constitution which is the oldest uh serving uh naval ship uh in the united states military i think it was like constructed in like 1789 or something like that and it's this super old ship and you get to go on board and see it and uh it's really cool you have like naval officers are stationed on there they're on duty and you get to ask them questions and stuff you you prepped me i had to go through like a tsa checkpoint kind of thing to go in did i also need my id was it i think i did yeah yeah yeah. my driver's license and i had to go through like take all the stuff in my pocket, kind of like go through the security detector. Mm-hmm. But once I got on the ship, it was so much fun. Yeah. And it's fun for all ages. And there's like different decks you can like go downside and go see it. And they have like uh, people working there all around who tell you like, hey, this is what we did here and that stuff. And like really interesting. I noticed people of all ages having a great time there. Yeah, it's a really cool little place. And it's a military base. So you're going on or yeah, into a military base. But there's a whole like almost a section of this harbor dedicated to the USS constitution and some other uh, important like historical aspects that are more like minor. Um, But once you go through there, you're going to go through the North end and near the North end are some more uh, really famous uh, uh, monuments. And we're talking about the site of the Boston uh, massacre, Faneuil hall, where sort of like the city hall of uh, old town, Boston. And then finally it's going to end in Boston commons, which is actually the oldest city park in the United States. So this predates Central Park, and it's this really beautiful uh, public park uh, within the city, and that's sort of your richer area. You're talking like the these are the million yeah. or billionaires are living in this area. Wait, was that near the Cheers Bar? Yeah, exactly. It was, yeah. yeah. The Cheers Bar, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and, cool. 
Here's the thing about Boston. There's so much there. There's so many cool things that I know I'm going to forget stuff. And the Cheers bar <laughs> reminds me, yeah. If you're but a fan of Cheers, the Cheers bar is there. It's it's the entry, but when you go in, you'll quickly see, oh, Cheers was never filmed here. Exactly, yeah. Cheers yeah. was probably filmed in like a Los Angeles Hollywood backlot, right? Probably, yeah. I don't know. It's it's super popular, yeah. Um, so if you're interested in learning about the Revolutionary War, the Freedom Trail is going to be a really cool time for you, yeah. So I want to talk about our next high, and it sort of sort of alludes to the Freedom Trail, and that's actually that the city is extremely walkable, right? Uh, you mentioned we mentioned that uh, if you're on the Freedom Trail, you're going to be able to see the city uh, pretty pretty well. But what's incredible is that you don't really need to drive or you know get on the public transport if you really don't want to. You're going to be able to do a lot of the things within the city because everything's in walking distance and everything is really safe. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is probably one of the most walkable American cities that I've been to. And yeah, you're, you're going to have a great time. If you're a walker and you're like, I just like to explore and see the city, you're going to have a really good time. Yeah. And then number three is the duck tour, which you were so kind. You gave me the opportunity to do it. I said, no, Will, I want to do the hop on, hop off bus, <laughs> which was a letdown. Yeah, it was a left, letdown. I think we uh, abandoned ship pretty early so, on the hop on, hop off. Tell me, what was the duck tour all about? What did I miss? Yeah, so the duck tour is um, an amphibious uh, water vehicle. I guess that was kind of redundant, but um, it can both traverse land and water. It's a World War II era vehicle that they have <laughs> transitioned into being a uh, a tour uh, vehicle. Yeah. So, what's so cool about it is um, there's almost an armada of these duck tours. Each one of the duck tours or duck vehicles are going to be different than the other. And what I mean by that is they're themed. You have a tour guide who has like a specific thing that they're very into er, and are like a subject matter expert. Ah. So I've been on it like three or four times. What did you, what was the subject matter? So um, like we had one guy who was an expert into like the building. So he'd be able to break down like some of the, like the facts about the buildings, someone who's like really into like sports and be able to talk about like some of like the, I guess a minor, but, still big players within Boston's history of sports. Little Boston Celtics, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Boston Bruins, you know, all that good stuff. So your duck tour, it it has a huge potential of being like completely unique from another person's duck tour experience. So what yeah. it does is it's going to take you all throughout the, the city and make sure that you see all those really great sites along the Freedom Trail, but yeah. you're also going to be able to see it from the vantage point of the Charles River because, like I said, not only can this vehicle traverse land it can actually go in the water too and that's really cool too yeah it's a really cool um experience and uh, the thing about boston is its city infrastructure is really unique it's quite interesting uh boston in the olden days like pre-revolution was sort of a a a landmass that was connected by a land bridge to massachusetts proper and the water around it, the Charles River, just kind of surrounded it. Hmm. And then you have uh, quite a distance away from the old town Boston is Charlestown. Now, um, Boston, uh, I think in like the 1850s, maybe even 1900s, what they did is they actually uh, built on top of the Charles River. They put the they took all these uh, uh, trees from Maine, hmm. brought them down, and sort of pushed them into the Charles River to the point where they won't rot. Okay. And it will hold up the landmass of Boston. So they are able to grow Boston hmm. by building on top of the Charles River. Very wow. interesting. 
So a lot of the areas in Boston that you're in is actually built on top of the Charles River. So when you're looking at like MIT or Harvard and stuff like that, they're kind of, they're obviously they're in Boston, but they're still outside of like old town Boston. Yeah. So a lot of like, there's a lot going on with the city infrastructure and there's a lot to like break down. You could have a whole episode talking about just like the city infrastructure. Uh, But I've never been more fascinated by city (laughs) infrastructure of a location before. Let's hear your low. Um, so I, this is kind of a reach. I'll be honest. I had a hard time picking a low for Boston, but you um, must, I must, yes, I must do it. I would say like probably the, the worst thing that happened, I guess, in our whole stint, uh, in Boston was our whale watching experience. But okay. again, it was still like cool. Do you feel that uh, was situational? I definitely, yeah. It's the whale's fault. Well, okay. Let me say this. Um, so the whale watching tour was hosted by the New England Aquarium. This is the the aquarium that's right next to the location where you go on for the duck tours. Did you go um, into the aquarium? We did. Yeah. Is that cool? It, yeah, it's cool. Okay, it's cool. Yeah, uh, it's an aquarium. <laughs> yeah. But the whale watching tour, it's it's it felt more so like an opportunity for the aquarium to do research, and they thought. Hey, we could make money while we do this. Let's bring on some tourists. <laughs> nice. Right? So like anytime they they saw a whale, they they turned so only the front could see the whale. And the majority of the people on the boat are on like the sides. They're looking out from the side. So it's hard to like picture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you can picture sort of like a cruise ship, right? Yeah. You have the point. The the point is the front. And then the sides are basically the main viewing point where yeah. most of the people are facing. So anytime there was a whale, they would turn from a side view to make it so that the the front was facing the whale, and only like the scientists within the from the aquarium oh, nice. who are like orchestrating the uh, yeah. the whale watch can really see it. And anyone who's all like, right, in the front. so yeah, that sounds like. Do you think there are multiple tour operators for the whale tour? Or Definitely, you, yeah. Okay. So it's it's not the end all be all, <laughs> yeah. We had a lot of recommendations of yeah. going to Cape Cod and doing a whale watching tour in cool. Provincetown, okay. which is about two hours, probably two and a half hours by car from Boston. But you can also take a ferry from Boston to Hyannisport yeah. and also Boston to uh, Provincetown. Well, we have 16 tips and tricks. We got to go. Tips from <laughs> the traveling. You should leave it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, that's It'd okay. be funny. It'd be funny. Go ahead. Um, Tip number one. So we have a lot of tips to talk about. So I'm just going to go into it, right? So Boston, like I mentioned, is sort of comprised of like all these different neighborhoods. And one of my favorite neighborhoods is called Seaport. Yeah. Um, In Seaport is sort of like this newer aspect of Boston. It's a lot more uh, upscale. There's a lot more breweries, new restaurants. And one of my favorite restaurants, one of my favorite breweries as well is called Trillium. So if you're interested in good food and good craft brewery, uh, I highly recommend Trillium in Seaport. You Mm. can get to Seaport by either walking from uh, the old town of Boston, or you can hop onto the public transport and the railway system, and you can get really, really close to Seaport by bus. So take the train, get on the, uh, the bus, get in the Seaport. Super easy, but you can walk there. It's also very easy. Nice. Boston is a huge sports town, sports. right? So what kind of sports do we have here? We have hockey with the Bruins. Okay. We have Boston Celtics for basketball. Got it. And of course we have the Red Sox. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, Fenway Park. Fenway Park is probably, I don't know, uh, I think it's like two some miles, like two point some miles outside of like Old Town Boston. Okay. So Old Town Boston, Old Town Boston is going to be where you're spending a lot of your time. Sure. Freedom Trail. Yeah. If you want to get to Fenway, whether it be for a Fenway tour or you just want to walk near it or you want to see a Red Sox game, I recommend probably hopping on uh, the train system just to get there, the subway system. They get there a lot faster. So Fenway, uh, one of the oldest, if not the oldest baseball stadium in the the United States. It's a very cool experience to see the Red Sox play. Highly recommend checking out Fenway. What's the North End? The North End is, again, talking about these little areas and neighborhoods in Boston. North End is the Italian neighborhood within the city itself. And this is... I came to visit you. I was expecting Irish, 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 all things yeah, Irish. Yeah. Aer Lingus, the Air, Irish airline flies to Boston and, and, and Dropkick Murphy's song, for Boston, for Boston. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's going to be all Irish. My middle name's Murphy, so I'm kind of, you know, like I can be proud. You yeah, know? yeah. And then we get there and it's like all things Italy. I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah. I was so confused and I was delighted mm-hmm. once I had some delicious food and walked through the... Do you, do you call it Little Italy or do you call it the North End? The North End. Okay. Yeah, it's the North End. The North but End. It's like the Little Italy of. For sure. It's okay. the Italian neighborhood. Got it. Um, and the Freedom Trail cuts right through it. You have Paul Revere's house is in the North End. That I was going to ask you, what was that place yeah. we didn't go to because there's a long line? And it was Paul yeah, Revere's Paul house. Revere's okay. house. Yeah, you have did to you pay ever, money. Did you to, ever go? No. Okay. Um, yeah, you can go and you can visit Paul Revere's house. Most of the things on the Freedom Trail are free to access, but there okay. are a few things that you have to pay for. And Paul Revere's house is one of them. Um, so if you're interested in Paul Revere, just remember you're gonna have to pay to get access and that's in the North end. And if you're interested in Italian food, you cannot go wrong with any restaurant in the North end, sort of throw a dart and wherever it lands and go to it. But if you're interested in some recommendations, I'm actually going to talk about some of the more famous pastry locations in the North end. Uh, Paul Revere's house is $6 per adult. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. There you go. $6 per adult for Paul Revere's house. So what are some of my recommendations for food in the North End? Um, to be honest with you, you can you will not have any problems going to any restaurant for good old-fashioned Italian food. But the North End is also really well known for having some incredible pastry locations. And that's Mike's Pastries and Bova Pastry. Bova is a really popular late night spot. So if you're out drinking and you want to get some heavy greasy food there's going to be a lot of incredible like uh, pizza rolls pizza as a whole sandwiches but most importantly the cannolis the cannolis here are amazing and there's always going to be a war who has better cannolis is it mike's pastries or is it bova i'm team mike's pastry i gotta say no is there just one flavor of cannoli (laughs) (laughs) there's like so many flavors it was overwhelming (laughs) yeah what did you end up getting the time we went? Oh, gosh. I Dude, I cannot remember. I think I've gotten I got, the cannolis there so many times. I got Oreo. Probably. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, I think. Or, but I usually get peanut butter. Could I have gotten peanut? Was it like a peanut butter chocolate? One of also... us, we we had those. So I, one of us got like. I know one. what you got. You yeah. got tiramisu. Did I? Okay. And I was like, <laughs> that's funny. It's going to get all over your shirt. And stuff. <laughs> you know the powder? Worth it. Worth it. Sneeze uh, into it. They're it, so good, no, dude. Oh, my so gosh. Good. Worth every single dollar and you have to pay in cash uh at oh, mike's pastry if you're going to mike's pastry yeah brings some cash you're gonna need it it's worth Bova. listening to this podcast just for that <laughs> Go Bova, to you can pastry use credit card and bring cash when's the last time you've had cash on you 
I think you had to pay for Mike's pastry. <laughs> I had thirty dollars the other day, and my brother <laughs> took it out of my wallet and gave it to his wife, and then she Venmoed me thirty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I will not have cash for another month. Heck yeah. I mean, dude, I never have cash on me. So don't rob me. Um, so if you want to stay outside of Boston, I mean, you will have no problems like going into the city with like no issues. You don't need to rent a car here. Um, we we lived in a town called Waltham, which was a few miles outside of uh, Boston as a whole. And we never, almost never drove into the city itself. We right. always took public transport and got right into downtown Boston, and we just made a day of it and had a lot of fun. So don't feel pressured to get a hotel in Boston. You're, it's going to be a great choice for you, but if you want to save some money and you want to, uh, you know, visit the the city outside um, outside of Boston, um, yeah, you have a lot of opportunities there. In fact, um, you know, talking more about the transit system, you can actually uh, take. Uh, transit system from Logan Airport into Boston and Metro Boston. So if you, again, you do not need to rent a car in Boston. It's walkable and we have, and they have really great public transport. Emma said, we, I haven't lived there in almost a year. Let's talk about theater. Oh, dude. People, people are into theater. Theater can be a lot of fun. I never was really into theater until I went to Broadway in New York and my perspective on, on theater changed entirely. You're giving me a face, but you gotta go. No, no, I, I do. I just, I, I don't think of you as a theater guy. I, I think I, for you, it I'm depends not. on what it's. There, I have clients who like if it's Broadway, they're gonna like it. Oh, dude, I mean, I'm curious. I think for you, it's got to be a specific show, or do you just appreciate the? I just appreciate it. I okay. appreciate the set design. I appreciate the actors. That makes I can sense. appreciate the the songs and stuff like that. You know all the engineering that goes into making a show look epic. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So why are we talking no, about Broadway? You have no idea what the story is, but you're just watching <laughs> the theatrics. Yeah, I'm like totally captivated by by the set design and the production. I don't care about the story. No, that's not true at all. Okay, so why are we talking about Broadway? We're talking about Boston. Well, I mentioned Broadway because the theater district in Boston is actually a precursor for anything that goes on in Broadway. So for a show to succeed and be placed in Broadway, mm-hmm. it needs to be successful in the theater district in Boston. So you're going to be able to see some of these really great shows before they make it big into Broadway. Wow. Right? So that's really cool. It's a better, really cool thing. Better here. prices than Broadway? Oh, heck yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New York's yeah. like the most expensive. It's ridiculous. Yeah, we're going to have a New York episode soon. Don't worry. Um, so yeah, theater, if you're into it, check out the theater district in Boston. You're going to have a lot of fun. It's in the uh, Beacon Hill area close to Boston Commons. Again, rich area. Rich area, going to have a lot of more expensive things to do. That's where all the high-end expensive restaurants, uh, where your high-end fashion, where your Burberry, your Rolex, uh, all those sorts of things are going to be near the Beacon Hill, Boston Commons area. My colleague had a client who who dropped two grand for four tickets to Hamilton in Manhattan. <laughs> and then his wife's got his wife got COVID and they didn't go and they were non refundable. And uh it was like, Oh shoot, do we know anyone who wants to go to Manhattan tomorrow night to see Hamilton? Shoot, man. I, it was like it's almost like you don't want to ask a friend, put him in that situation. Yeah. Because like they're dropping yeah. And we, we found a guy, like someone knew someone in DC who was like, was going to take the train up and do it. I would have done it. I don't even like Hamilton. He, I would have ended it. up <laughs> not doing it. Really? And so four tickets went to waste. Oh my gosh. Get travel so insurance, sad. people. Yeah. Get travel insurance. Yeah. So I mentioned Mike's Pastry and Bova Pastry, which is in the North End. But let's talk about 
let's talk about the big thing. Let's talk about the seafood, right? Boston is very well known for seafood. If you're interested in going to J- JFK's favorite restaurant, okay, it's right here in Boston. It's Union Oyster House. Speaking of JFK, I was curious which presidents were from the Boston area. Yeah, he's JFK. he's the he's darling. The he's the Boston darling. JFK, John F. Kennedy. Looks like there's um, a bunch though. You can actually visit his house that he stayed in as a senator, um, and in fact, I think it was his residency as president as well. That's right outside. Uh, city hall where the governor uh, where the governor's office is it's uh, again this is going to come as a shocker but it's right off of boston commons again anything opulent anything fancy anything high-end boston commons beacon beacon hill um, so union oyster house that's a really famous seafood restaurant in boston it's famous for a lot of things but it's also famous for being jfk's favorite restaurant and favorite place to get um, oyster. What is it? Clam chowder. Um, So if you're interested in clam chowder, that's going to be your place. Were you going to say clam chowder? How did you say it? Chowder? Chowder. Chowder. (laughs) A terrible Boston accent. I'm so sorry. My my Bostonians. Another really great restaurant for seafood is actually the Boston Sail Loft. I really, really enjoyed this restaurant. It's uh, right off the water. And it's almost like a like a fishing shack. It has that fishing shack kind of feel to it, okay. and it's a, a really great place for some fish and chips. And of course, like like almost any location in Boston, yeah. it'll be a great place for you for the clam chowder. Keeping on with the food theme, I got a few more things that I want to talk about. Um, some heavy hitters here, <laughs> not really, just just some fun stuff yeah, here. Ahead. We went to a speakeasy right outside of Boston Commons, so cool. called Yvonne's. Yvonne's yeah. is. The front of it is styled uh, to be like a barbershop. A shop. barbershop. A uh, yeah. salon. Salon. A salon. Yeah. yeah. Very nondescript. Sure. And you, you could, go in and it's You'd walk gorgeous. by it a million times. Yeah. It's so gorgeous. Oh my gosh. It was my first speakeasy. Did you know that? Really? It was how, my very how'd first. What do you think? What'd well, you think of it? Just to walk in such a small little salon. Yeah. Get greeted. Uh, we asked for, I think we just said we can sit at the bar. Yeah. We didn't have and reservations and we got in like right at opening. We walked back there. And the place was gigantic, mm-hmm. and it was so beautiful. You got to look up pictures of this place. I'm telling you, it's gorgeous. It. It's so gorgeous. Shout out to the lady that we met from Sierra Leone, I think. Yeah, yeah. So if, if in did the we, off chance we that didn't you're listening have to us. a link, did we? Get, did we tell her about the podcast? It wasn't. No, up yet. we weren't up yet. Yeah. So we need so. to hope that she just would try to find us. Yeah, yeah. Did we have a name yet? <laughs> Yeah, we did. We thought of our name during our Philadelphia trip. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we had it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of really great breweries and a lot of really great bars. If if Avon's is booked and fully packed, there's going to be a lot of really great places for speakeasies. I mean, this place, th- this city is is got some really really cool things when it comes to to food. So you're you're spoiled for choice here. You don't have to go to just Avon's. I mean, go to Avon's, but. Do some research, look up some speakeasies in the area. You're going to find some really cool places. Um, but if you're interested in some ice cream in the Seaport mm. area, we're going back to Seaport. Um, there's an ice cream place called Taiyaki. This place was crazy. I got a cone that was shaped like a fish, yep. and they put a gigantic uh, dollop. Custard? Yeah, custard. Yeah. But I got fruity stuff, and I also got because one time I got like mango. Yeah, so it's a Japanese um, styled like ice cream place. And just don't go thinking you're don't go thinking you can get like a chocolate cone. Yeah. So this is unique. For sure. Yeah. It's shaped like the ice cream cones are shaped as a fish, but they're not cones. They're the fish very is soft m- like waffle. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like a Which pastry. Almost. Yeah. Not quite. 
the fish's mouth is what where the ice cream starts coming out. Yeah, and at the bottom of it is like, it goes like sort a, of like your flavor of choice, like a yeah. like a topping almost. Like okay, there's a red bean paste, there's right. chocolate custard, there's chocolate fudge. You know, all these sorts of uh, different. Uh, flavors and stuff and it, it's so cool man it oh, looks man. like you're holding a sword when you get it because the scales <laughs> of the fish and stuff i don't know it's very fun yeah it's it's really cool it's uh right in the seaport area very close to trillium so if you're checking out trillium for food and you yeah. want to get some dessert taiyaki is probably like a five minute walk away yeah but speaking of seaport in that area i do want to mention in the spring and the summertime area and going into like early fall um, there's a lot of really cool opportunities for uh, pop-up beer gardens and not only that, they'll even have like pop-up markets. So if there's no beer garden going on, mm-hmm. there might be a, a really cool uh, pop-up market. So, nice. and it's in like these really beautiful areas. Seaport as a whole is just a gorgeous area. Yeah. Um, so I just highly recommend checking out the Seaport area. I think you uh, will have a lot of fun. So we decided to do a ghost tour. Yeah. What'd you and, think? Because we were, we were there in October. It was pretty so cold. I'm I think it was like a ghost, few days before Halloween. Are the ghost tours year round? Yeah. So this wasn't just, yeah, well, the ghost tour, they, first off, I have to hand it to the actors. Yeah. We're going to call them. Yeah. The actors, uh, when we're in line to get on the bus, they already start their antics coming up behind you to scare you. And, and, and they're dressed up really well. They're a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, they go into it. Yeah. Yeah. We had a very interesting, each, each person, they resemble someone who died early. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So our, our guide, I forget. I think Kristen would remember. Yeah. She um, had, her story was like she died in the attic or something. I don't know. Something like that, or yeah. she died, no, no. She died of a uh, plague. Uh, yeah, yeah, that might be it because she has like the and plague the, mask. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. Did they have to wear that back then when they got? I mean, plague? the plague was like 300 years before Boston was ever founded. Oh. So I don't know why she had that mask. I think it was just aesthetic. Cemeteries at night. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the, what Which is the was, ghost tour? What did we do, right? So we had uh, these actors on the. We on heard the, about the Omni Hotel. The Omni Hotel, room oh, like yeah. three seventeen or something. What is it? Yeah. Room, hold on, let me Google it. Like yeah, you Boston. Google it. Omni yeah. Hotel. Um, fun fact for our I don't know Vietnam vet or Vietnam history fans. Um, Ho Chi Minh actually was a chef or or a waiter. I can't remember at the Omni Hotel, which is also coincidentally haunted. Did you find it yet? Sorry. No, that's okay. Room, we'll keep talking uh, about no. what the ghost tour is. I'm not ready. The ghost tour is a hop on hop off bus tour of Boston, but uh, instead of talking about the pro- like the history proper, they're really focusing on some of like the more I don't want to say macabre because it wasn't like I mean it was a little macabre, but they're looking at like some of the serial killers in the area. They're talking about uh, like what life was like back then and what like yeah. death meant and all these sorts of things. And some like you know it's a ghost tour, so things are like not like fully dark. It's still family friendly, but yeah. Uh, so it's a different perspective and a different perspective of like the historical aspect of Boston. You're going to see a lot of these really old, cool uh, graves. You'll see where Sam Adams is. You're going to hear the joke. This is the place where you'll be able to drink a cold, tall glass of Sam Adams while looking at a cold Sam Adams. You're, you're going to hear uh, this joke a lot. Um, it's good. Oh, it's, it's funny the first time, but then you're like, all right, I got it. It's room, I was way off. It's room 1078. I mean, you know, it's at it's a thousand om- numbers. At the Omni Parker <laughs> Hotel. <laughs> I think that's also the hotel that um, created the Boston Cream Pie. No, okay, this this hotel, so 
with Thanksgiving, they had uh no, sorry, I'm gonna back up just a second. Uh country rules. They okay. created like country rules that were so famous okay. that FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, United States president during World War II, Classic. really, really wanted these for Thanksgiving. And he asked the chef, what is the recipe for these biscuits? And Omni Hotel gave him the recipe for the biscuits and then the, the recipe just got out there Wow! and has become a staple of sort of Thanksgiving dinners in American households since then. Wow. That's a story. I don't know how much truth is into it, but you know, that's a story. Wait a minute. Sorry, I'm just more is coming to light as I'm more at Google. Yeah. Room 303. I was close. I said 317. Okay. Room 303 is the most well-known for, um, isn't the story the woman's husband killed himself? I don't remember. I don't remember the story very well. There There was some infidelity going on. Okay. And, uh, okay. I don't remember, but it's saying there's an annex of room two, 1078, and there's also room 303. All right. That's all. Just <laughs> Okay. Well, thanks. Um, ghost tour. We need ghost to move tour. on. <laughs> it's really cool. So I want to talk about two more things with our tips and tricks, and then we're going we're gonna to finish with our standby items. But if you want to actually go to the most photographed street in the world, maybe it's the United States, it's photographed very well. It's super popular. It's called Acorn Street acorn like the the nut street and it's near boston commons and you're going to go through some of the most beautiful homes in the beacon hill boston commons area and acorn street is gorgeous Did it's really me? really pretty i actually learned about this after oh. um you came in fact Kristen didn't even get to go because i learned about it like the last week we were there okay but uh i got a chance to like talk to the homeowner of shoot who was it who wrote like walden pond Henry David Thoreau, the author, a very famous author, I met the guy who owns his house, and I had a chance to talk to him. And it was just like very nondescript. I was like, this is pretty interesting. So yeah, if you want to go to a really beautiful street, get a really uh, popular photo, Acorn Street. Uh, This might be shocking. It's going to be really busy there. And who is Isabella Gardner? So Isabella Gardner... It's a museum, and it's a really, really cool, unique museum. Isabella Gardner was a very wealthy lady who sort of uh, collected a lot of really beautiful arts and uh, uh, mosaics and you know historical artifacts, all that kind of stuff, and then donated it and turned it into a museum. And so this this museum is unlike uh, most museums. It's sort of in in a house. It's a huge mansion. And if you are a fan of Netflix, this is the museum where there was a documentary about uh, like the greatest art heist in history Mm -hmm. or something happened in Isabella Gardner. Highly recommend it. It's outside of like Old Town Boston. Um, It's in sort of uh, a very popular student area. So you'll want to take uh, the metro uh, to get to Isabella Gardner. It's sort of like not really close to a train station, so you'll still have to walk maybe about half a mile to a mile, mm-hmm. but uh, it's well worth it. It's very well worth it. It's about $20 for entry, and you get entry for all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So, so those are my tips. Let's roll, Let's finish this stuff. Let's talk about our standby items. It's safety and other info with standby items. Here we go. Well, here's the thing. We knew this was going to be a longer episode. You lived here. You loved Boston. I'm very passionate about Boston. So I know our goal for season two is to keep the episode lengths down. Yeah. And that's okay. This one's going to be a little bit longer because you are local. 
Yeah, we'll try and wrap this up in the next five minutes. No, let's take our time. <laughs> let's talk about our first standby item. Let's talk about Aer Lingus and what that means. Well, Aer Lingus is the national airline of Ireland, and I just know that they fly into Boston. There's a direct line from Boston to Dublin, right? Correct, yeah, and they're bright green airplanes. Ooh, today I heard that Cleveland is making an offer to get Aer Lingus to fly from Dublin to Cleveland. Dude, let's go. Come on, let's make that tax. happen, Aer Lingus. Yeah, yeah we exactly. can do this. But um, I, I wondered if it was because of like a lot of Irish heritage. Remember that thing earlier? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. Boston, Irish. I don't quite know what the connection is. There must be something. But. Yeah, it's a lot of, there There are a lot of uh, Irish like pubs mm-hmm. and a lot, a lot of Irish heritage in Boston. It's either going to be Irish or Italian for the majority uh, white population in Boston. Well, speaking of population, I asked you at the beginning, I said, hey, what's your guess for the population of, because there's, whenever you're looking at populations of cities, there's like the downtown area, but then there's like the greater metro area, right? Yeah, yeah. And you guessed a little high because the population of Boston is just shy of 700,000, mm-hmm. okay? And then, but the greater population of like Boston, um, sorry, like metro is like 4.3 million, which was much greater than you thought. Why was yeah. it that you thought that? Um. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it makes sense because like, I'll, I'll say the one thing that I disliked about living in Massachusetts yeah. in the, in the area, I guess, Boston Metro sure. proper was because there is a lot of population consolidated into a very small location yeah. and the infrastructure, there's not a lot, a lot of highways like taking you from like Waltham to like Lexington and Concord. You're taking like almost these back streets. It's kind of an interesting yeah. uh, infrastructure. Yeah. It's very old. So everything just takes a lot longer to get to and there's just there's just so many people yeah i mean it's not la and new york or anything like that but i mean but no but boston airport uh has uh it's a big hub for delta so Mm -hmm. you're gonna see delta non-stops to paris and amsterdam um, as well as other parts of europe so boston way to go and the airport's really close to the city yeah You'll see, that's yep. the cool thing about Seaport. We're watching beautiful views in Seaport, watching the planes overhead. Yeah, absolutely, land. absolutely. Um, did we even talk about the Boston Tea Museum, Tea Party we Museum? We did not, and it was so cool. Again, I, I apologize if I forget things. Honestly, there's a lot There's a lot here in the city. Um, the Boston Tea Party Museum is on the Freedom Trail. Uh, if you don't know, Boston Tea Party, this is where we sort of, you know, hey, taxation without representation is theft. We're throwing over your tea over the, the, the ship deal with it. Uh, so there's a museum dedicated to that historical moment. Um, and it's a really popular location on July 4th. You know, in fact, Boston as a whole, it's almost a, a celebration of, of everything Boston and American during July 4th. I think this is the city to beat at. I think for July every, 4th. every American needs to do this tour. The, the price yep. is about $32 per adult and 24 per child. It's pretty cool too. There's a gift shop. You'll be able to get some tea. Um, the and gift shop is so good for yeah. getting gifts for people. Like I got gifts for all my nieces and nephews for Christmas. It was yeah. perfect. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, right outside of the Boston Tea Party Museum is actually a children's museum. So if you're yeah. you've got some family and you got some kids and you want to check out a children's museum, it's within walking distance, like two minutes. And my hotel tip for that area is the Intercontinental Boston, which is right there on the that be the harbor or the or the river. Really? That. Uh, that might still be the Charles River. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. It's okay. Connected well, whatever to whatever it is, it's just such a perfect location. I yeah. was like, "Wow, Will, yeah. don't like make sure I remember the Intercontinental Boston." That's my hotel recommendation mm-hmm. for for location. Yeah, 
And um, if you are interested in visiting a memorial to the Boston Marathon bombing mm. um, victims, uh, there's a really beautiful yeah. uh, memorial uh, at each location where the bombs went off. Right. So if you want to go and you want to pay your respects, um, that's uh, closer to the Boston Commons area. So just a little bit outside, uh, still in sort of like a huge, really popular uh, shopping area, which reminds me. It's right next to the Boston Public Library. People, let me tell you, I don't care if you're not interested in reading or libraries as a whole, go visit the Boston Public Library. It is amazing. It is gorgeous. I wish I went to university in Boston just so I could study in the Boston Library, dude. It's so pretty. So cool. So I'm going to attempt to share about the Black Freedom Trail. Yeah, yeah. This is a... um, it's the Black Heritage Trail. It's like a 1.6 historic, uh, 1.6 mile historical walk, taking you through Boston's Beacon Hill neighborhood, going to many different historical sites which have helped shape African American history, um, and not only Boston but around the U.S. And so this history walk begins at the Massachusetts 54th Regiment Memorial near Boston Common. And goes through the Beacon Hill neighborhood, ending at the African Meeting House, which is now home to the Museum of African American History. Uh, Finally, it's the largest collection of historic sites relating to life within a free black community prior to the Civil War. Yeah, and that's a new um, trail that they've uh, implemented, I think, within like the last decade. Cool. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's a new concept. How are the people? Uh, yeah, sure. How are the Boston people, right? Because they have a reputation. Um, Boston yeah. people will not beat around the bush. They'll get. They'll give you uh, their opinion, um, which is both nice and hurtful. No, it's, <laughs> it's they don't beat around a bush, they, they, and 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 they they wear it on a sleeve. They it's you know it's no surprise. Yeah, yeah. But there's have, a lot of strength there, a lot yeah. of pride. Yeah. Well, okay. So a, a listener of our podcast, shout out to Patron. He said, Brian, talk about food more. Mm-hmm. Talk about food. So do you have any last food tips or like, uh, you did talk about food. You did. I, I you. again, I, I forget. There's so many things, man. Oh my gosh. Um, Faneuil hall, um, used to be sort of the town meeting center, uh, of like, you know, pre-revolutionary revolutionary times. Um, inside Faneuil hall is a market called Quincy market. It's, I would say it's a little overpriced, but you're going to get a lot of really cool local vendors. Um, I mean, we're talking, you know, clam chowder, seafood as a whole, pizza, burgers, sandwiches, yeah. Italian food, what have you. Everything's there. So if you're looking for street vendors, uh, yeah, Quincy Market. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, well, I know I had one thing to say to end the podcast. Did you have anything you wanted to say? No, please go ahead. So could you just ask me how I flew to Boston? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, how did you fly to Boston? No one stop. We're the travel agents. That's the end of our show. Make sure to comment and subscribe before you.